and welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, not today probably, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded, it's MLS. We're your hosts from Snohomish, I'm Gregor, and he's been to Queen Anne. He's branded from the internet. Yeah, you don't really leave very much anymore, do you? It's just crazy because now I was like, I'm Gregor, for mornings on 107.7 The End, 94.7 FM, uh-huh. and Alt 94.7, and I was like, no, no, no. It doesn't no. work. Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. I feel uh, this is not related at all to what you were saying, but I was thinking Perfect. about your kid uh, who is however many years old at this point. Three? three. Yeah, okay. Oh, I nailed it. Um, he is uh, He's growing up in like a pandemic world where everybody wears masks. and um, But fortunately, like he's seen people's faces before everybody started wearing masks. So as a kid, like he understands that there are faces below those masks, right? And he understands that there is a world outside of Snohomish that exists because you've taken him to it and he's seen it. Um, I was just thinking about like babies who are born into this world right now who um fortunately now they know that there's a sky because the smoke is lifted uh, but like are growing up around like only their parents have faces and everybody else is just eyes and half of a nose and nothing else unless you're in Snohomish what? where everybody is not wearing a mask and everybody has faces yeah of course <laughs> so never mind uh, i so, guess <laughs> so then imagine how that correlates to kids that grow up in the middle east or somewhere where they have face coverings required for women whoa also I just got to brag for a second. My wife would make a smoking hot Middle Eastern woman because when she wears a mask, I'm like, damn, she is fine. <laughs> and then she takes it off and you're like, ah, yeah, still pretty good. <laughs> I mean, she's okay. She's okay. I guess, I guess, I guess. <laughs> just a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts and give my wife a rating. <laughs> what? Is, is she wearing a mask or not? <laughs> Definitely five stars. (laughs) Primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, from New Who to the Texas version, Hugh New. (laughs) Pretty good, huh? I like that. (laughs) This week, the best in the West. I have to explain this joke. When we were at Formula One in Belgium, they're speaking in their... Belgian or French or Flemish I don't or know what isn't it Flemish? Flemish is that what they speak but I don't know which one they were speaking and there's like a ton of French and they're right there between they're like right near Germany and so I can't even remember at the time but it was like boujou 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 best of the rest yeah every time they were talking about all the drivers from like fourth on they would say best of the rest in English <laughs> in English yeah it was like it was like a trademarked Coca-Cola boujou 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 okay uh, do you like my French it's really yeah. good yeah boujou boujou um, boujou no it's Flemish it's, so uh, this week, the best in the West, Booja 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 Sounders FC take on the looks like we're going to be one country soon anyway, American Cascadia Fartland Timbers in a battle for the American Cascadia Cup. Yeah. It's about time. Poor Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Brandon, booja, I, I'd booja, like to start. Booja. I'd like to. <laughs> the official, official, language. official language of American Cascadia <laughs> or American Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so when you go to Spokane to see your wife's family in the future, yeah. will you have to have a passport when we become Cascadia? Because I don't think Eastern Washington's included. Oh, I I feel like um, I'll just do what they hate the most, which is mm. I will illegally speak Spanish. I will illegally emigrate <laughs> across the border. <laughs> or you know what? I'll do what they hate even more. I will legally emigrate across the or- the border. <laughs> I'll be your sponsor for when you want to come to American Cascadia. Okay. Great. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, 
I'd like I, think, to start I don't the- even think you need a passport. I think you just carry a gun, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're good. This guy's good. Yeah. He's white and has a gun. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> A translates to Boo boo boo. That's when you try to come back, Dick. <laughs> okay, so a bit of positive note to start the podcast on. I would like to share a couple different things. One is that uh, we have one of the top fifty podcasts in my entire company. Whoa. How many podcasts are there? Do we know that? Do I want to know that? I don't know the answer to that. I have like four. So. Okay, great. <laughs> this is my most It's the shotgun popular. method, which is you you just have as many as possible, and one of them is bound to be in the top percentile. Luckily, we're like the salt pellet for your shotgun. Like, we're not going to kill anyone with what we say, right. but it might not be good. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. It's definitely <laughs> so, not good. <laughs> definitely. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Anyway, um... So that was exciting, and then I immediately felt sad for my company because, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> We're I, not producing cereal over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, now I'm hungry, so that's oh, not good. Oh, we should anyway, produce cereal. Yeah, in eastern Washington. Just get your gun. Let's go. <laughs> I saw that gross stuff, right? <laughs> we need some true crime, so we need to go commit some true crime so we can get some content. <laughs> oh, I wanted cereal like, you the know. food, uh, I know. L- Lucky Charms, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, Magic do they have delicious. more of that in eastern Washington? No, that's where you grow it, though. Oh, yeah, if you yeah. wanted to... Yeah. I forgot about the cereal farms in Cleolum. <laughs> the, the Lucky Charms tree? Just give it a shake and the mushroom Or the mushrooms... The marshmallows come falling right off. Whoa! <laughs> cereal is cool in American Cascadia. <laughs> what, what cereal are you eating? Crack? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> our podcast doing great. And then I had two different encounters that like you got a person listening. You have to understand that we really do feel like we're only talking to one another and to Brandon's brother. <laughs> That's like the entirety of everyone we assume is listening. What's up, Steven? Yeah. Shout out to Steven. What's up, dude? Uh, sup, dummy? There we go. There we go. That's some crossover. Also, Mr. Michael Walton's listening and a few other people that we talk about all the time. Thank you, everybody. Scuba I Steve. Mention you. Yeah, Scuba Steve. Great. Thanks to everyone who came out to the podcast party as well. All right, so we won't be doing that this year. Cool. But <laughs> Unless we do it in Snohomish. Twi- <laughs> at a church. At a Twice church. in one week, somebody just out of nowhere made it clear that they're listening to this podcast, and it like blows my mind. So top 50 in the company, and then twice... Uh, my uh, my longtime internet friend, which sounds like a sex thing, but it's not. Um, <laughs> I just write them. I just write them dirty letters, and they respond. It's yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> on my wiener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I just wrote, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> but it was on my dick. <laughs> so unsolicited, I'm going to jail. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, so. This, this one gal who follows me on Twitter, she was like, she said something about this new move that I'm doing to these other stations. Great. And I told her like, oh, thanks. You know, you've been listening since I moved to Seattle. And that's so cool. It's been almost a dozen years, this and that. And she goes, yeah. And my husband can't like wait to get the next episode of Full 90 Soccer Time podcast. His name is Vince or Vinny, one of the two. Shout outs to you, dog. <laughs> is she married to Jan? <laughs> Honestly. Per- perhaps. You know what's great? 
is that uh, uh, she's so she's married to somebody who listens to our podcast who doesn't interact with us on the internet. Which, as you were saying, like it's great to sometimes realize, hey, we're reaching people who we don't like more. I mean, we love the people that interact with us on on Twitter and on social and wherever. But like sometimes it's cool to know that people aren't interacting but still listening. Uh, yeah. And even even Jan reviewing our podcast and not being somebody that we've ever interacted with, I was like, hey, another listener. <laughs> it was a big thing when we went to the. We went to the podcast party, and I thought that the poll of the radio station would would drive a lot of this podcast audience. And it turns out that it's just kind of unrelated. Yeah. To just talking about the Sounders is something people want, which yeah. is why we try to avoid talking about the Sounders as much as possible. Hashtag nine minutes into this pod. <laughs> so. Hey, if you're listening to this right now and you aren't interacting with us on social media, you can go find Great. us at, at Full 90 Soccer Time or uh, wh- or whatever we're called, wherever we are. Full 90 Podcast, <laughs> Full 90 Soccer Time, who knows. Um, but also, like... Tell us how you heard about us, because that's like interesting for us to know, and and you know we're always looking to find new listeners and and stuff like that. So we you know tell us how, we, how you heard about us, and maybe we'll uh, ignore it. So on Friday I posted a thing. I like got onto the internet, and there it was, and it was like, "What happened to the end? Everyone, specifically Gregor, is awful." <laughs> that was like the synopsis of the of the comments that I clicked through to. I'm and sorry. Boy, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop commenting, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. When I know it's you, then I and you, I know it's going to be written on your wiener. Then it's like I get it. Okay. But, <laughs> hey, that is not what I meant when I said Gregor sucks. <laughs> well, this just got uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I I just wanted you to stop sending me the sexts. Okay, like you can post it on the internet, just not directly to me. Yeah, it's so weird I read when the comments. Personal. And it was a big mistake. People really dug in on, boy, I was very, very sad. <laughs> like, I still kind of am now that I'm talking about it and might need to take a break. But uh, so I just, you know, of course, I like just run with it to try and like, you know, it's a fun dialogue. And if you ever listen to our dumb podcast, we did 400 episodes about this very topic, uh, almost literally. And <laughs> my pal Rodrigo pops on and we start going back a little back and forth a little bit to the point where on the fourth communique he says did Jan leave a nasty comment about dumb American boys again and I was like oh Rodrigo dude you came out of nowhere with that and I was like so that like made my whole day so much better after battling with like not even battling just reading the awful things people will say about you Uh, definitely number one in my book this morning he says bro that had me rolling on the way to work imagine a painter in a painter's van laughing his ass off at 4 a.m while at a stoplight you probably turn away and pretend that you don't even see me <laughs> like That's i awesome. can't hey, yeah and it's the same thing that we're talking about like all of these people who are you know angry enough or or jerks to to write an angry comment like you're reaching you know what that's what three four percent of the actual like base that you're reaching there's a ton more people who are listening to you that like you and probably a ton more that don't like you that still listen so i feel like you know like if you get off the internet every once in a while you start to realize that people are actually pretty cool uh and or at least if they don't like you they won't say it to your face so i changed my policy on social media i will no longer go on anything if i can avoid it you know habits or whatever but i'm trying to only go on reddit Mm. (laughs) ah yes the pinnacle of society of civility reddit (laughs) but but with reddit you have to click through to the comments you don't just get them up front sure like you can see the gifts before you get to the comments and it really is a lot better like ever since twitter started being like look at this comment that someone made i'm like no 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 no. i didn't need to see the atrocious thing that the person that i somehow follow is saying to somebody about black lives Matter. like i don't need to see that yeah 
Like, just like, keep that out of here. And I mean, the social media companies are awful. But with Reddit, I don't have to see the comments because it doesn't make me. So anyway, uh, Rodrigo, thanks so much, man. Vince or Vinny, I don't remember your name. You're married to the lady that follows me on Twitter. That's awesome. Not doing weird sex stuff, I promise, with your <laughs> wife. Okay. I just tweet her pictures of my ween. <laughs> of Brandon's wiener. It's yeah. it's okay. No big deal with words on it. Okay. How'd you get pictures of my wiener? Well, you keep sending them to me unsolicited, and I'm like, I mean, cool piece, bro, but also, like, <laughs> you're, oh, quite the, he's quite the writer. That reminds me, there's a, uh, there is a back and forth on Twitter between two players on Aston Villa uh, that is very much up our alley and up the alley of this <laughs> podcast, but uh, we'll talk about Can it. Can we change it to <laughs> butt of this podcast? Do you <laughs> think that's okay? Butt of this podcast. I don't think what do you think I meant when I <laughs> <laughs> That gives a whole new meaning to Harry Potter and Diagon Alley. <laughs> hey, so how did your cycle boys do? Oh, um, they rode their bikes. And yeah. actually, you know, I cannot. Uh, it, it was one of the most, um, what the pundits are saying, the of the Tour de France. The Tour de France ended after 22 stages. Uh, mm. They finished in Paris, which is where they always finish. And um, oh, those cobblestones look terrible. It looks, I mean, it looks awful. Uh, and but nothing compared to some of the other riding that they do throughout the season. Like uh, Perry Nice is one of the classics that they ride on cobblestones that are covered in clay, and it gets wet, and it's just muddy, and it's basically cyclocross, which is a whole other monster. Um, so. You've got uh, you had this Primoz Roglic who rides for Team Jumbo Visma was leading uh, virtually the entire uh, second half of like the from stage thirteen on or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they go into stage twenty one, which is an individual time trial where each of the riders uh, uh, leaves the gate at a different time. They are racing the clock. It is just them. There's no like sprint to the finish against each other um, as you would with a regular stage where everybody's racing together. Right. It is the penalty shootout of. Uh, soccer where yeah. it's an, it becomes an individual thing as opposed to a, a team, a team thing, effort right yeah so you've got um yumbo visma is the team that primus roglic the guy leading the race is on um they have been dominating his team doing most of the work to keep him in the yellow jersey which is the leader's jersey right um a bunch of other teams having a great time as well winning stages left and right but not doing the work as a group that uh puts their guy in front well, it gets to the individual time trial, and uh, uh, Primus Roglic and then uh, Tade Pogacar are both Slovenian. Tade plays uh, or plays. He you rides. Think? Yeah, he rides for yeah. Oh, lots of ch ch. <laughs> That's sometimes when I'm saying their names, I think I'm speaking Flemish. <laughs> Pogacar <laughs> um, and uh, Tade Pogacar uh, in the individual time trial took back over uh, a minute and a half to take the yellow jersey on the last day and nobody thought going into that 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 was going to be possible that anybody would be able to put up that kind of ride uh everybody was like oh wouldn't it be crazy but then he did it and um and on the last day of racing in paris uh there's never usually that big of a shakeup in the um in the standings so uh crazy comes down to the final day and um and somebody pulls it out uh Tadej Pogacar like gets this win he's the youngest winner uh, of the Tour de France since like 1908 um and since the last pandemic since yeah since, since before the last pandemic I even think so anyway it was like a it was a wild finish and I'm just glad that it's over so I don't have to like uh get up at you know 6 a.m to watch the uh, each stage in France anymore 
So we got talking about um, last week. We were talking about the different jerseys and the you know the guy who's the king of the mountain, king of the king mountain. of the mountain, king of the mountain. <laughs> he gets the polka dotted jersey and everything else. Then we got onto sumo just offline here, just you and I together, and we started talking. You made a really good point about um, about how there's no crossover. You know, sumo is just giant fat guys smashing into each other without pads. Yeah, and like how come we don't have sumo wrestlers playing in the NFL as linemen or linebackers to be able to really smash someone up? Right, and that was. Okay, cool. And then we, Itchy Nojo is who I brought up, uh, who is a six foot three, four hundred and thirty seven pound sumo wrestler. I would like to point out that I am almost six six, taller than Itchy Nojo, uh-huh. and he is literally twice my weight. There's two Gregs crammed into a smaller, smaller person. Yeah, like a shorter person. Two things. One, your new Twitter bio should be taller than Ichi Nojo. <laughs> For real, that is an excellent point. And second, I don't really know like the um, dimensions. I feel like once you get to that 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 point, it's not really like your height and weight; it's your dimensions. Like how wide are you, and how like how deep are you? Like will he fit through that door frame? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So I don't know exactly like the dimensions of an offensive lineman in the NFL. I think that they're mm-hmm. still pretty like fit, right? Like these guys are are really strong and agile, yeah. despite being huge um i still Look at think michael bennett yeah totally and if, Seahawk, and if you put you know, ichinojo if you yeah. put ichinojo in there like it doesn't really matter how fast you are because if you're not fast you can be fat and just take up both of the alleyways alleys on either side of you and and <laughs> not allow anybody through like get six of those guys down there uh yeah. and none of them have a tight end but all of them you know, you don't. You're not going to need them to play that position anyway. Uh, Koto Echo has a tight end. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> you would know because of those little diapers that they wear. <laughs> it's called a mawashi. Thank you, uh, Michael Bennett. <laughs> yes, they mawashi my butt. <laughs> Get out of here. Six foot four, two hundred and seventy-four pounds. So he's about the same height and a full hundred and sixty pounds smaller than Ichinojo. Like it's crazy. So sumo's crazy because it's open weight class, and so yesterday Ichi Nojo for the first time fought Enho, and Enho is uh, Enho Dimensions. <laughs> I like I like referring to people in their dimensions now. Oh, <laughs> uh, what this is a shirt? I don't want to know the shirt's dimensions. Oh, cool! I can get an Enho shirt though. Uh, I know that bookmark. He's... <laughs> I know that he's only 92 kilos, so that's less than 200 pounds. And so Ichidojo is two and a half Enhos, which is... <laughs> How many uh, new who's is that? Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. A new who is probably two-thirds an Enho, so it's like three new who's, I want to <laughs> oh say. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, why don't we have sumo players in American American football? And then I started thinking... Why don't we get a sumo player who can kick a ball and he can play attacking center back for the Sounders and replace Roman Torres or Yamar? <laughs> Roman, yeah, I feel like we're getting there with a Roman Torres type. They've got that guy, um, I, can't, I can't think, it's like Akinfenwa or something like that, played for um, the team that just got promoted into the championship last year, uh, like Burton Burton Hovalbian or something like that. He's the largest player in the English top flight. Um, If you you look him up, he's just, he looks like he could be a sumo wrestler, except he's a forward uh, on the (laughs) the team that he plays for uh, in England. And uh, he is the guy that you're talking about, basically. He's bigger than Roman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Oh man, he's almost my age. My God, and he's huge. And oh what? yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's oh. massive. It'd be like, like watching Marshawn Lynch play the uh, the um, that that Steve Zakawani charity match that you got to go to and call. Oh God! And uh, and it'd be like watching him, except do it seriously and not play in slides. <laughs> Is that those are called slides? Yeah, yeah, like uh, the the thing that he kicked off when he took his penalty kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just uh, sandals is what I would uh, have always, but slides is a much better term for it. So. Now I'm picturing uh, Marshawn Lynch wearing like chacos uh, playing soccer. <laughs> the last shoe that I think Marshawn Lynch would ever wear. I think he'd Tito's wear a croc on. before that. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch and Crocs is like that adds up to me. That, yeah, totally. that works for me. Yeah, so. There's like I feel like there's got to be some room for some crossover and some sports here, and that Japan is missing out on the opportunities here because the best thing to come out of this conversation that we were having is, um, you know, and I and I think is worth repeating for those listeners uh, who listen to us um, is that imagine uh, before he retired, Chad Ochocinco. Uh, lining up for the Bengals or whatever team it was that he played for. I don't know. I'm not a football person. Um, Lining up for the Bengals across from Chad Ichinojo. (laughs) (laughs) And as we discussed, Chad, the most appropriate name for a Japanese guy ever. (laughs) Chad Ichinojo. (laughs) Chad-son. Chad Ichinojo would have to be like delivering a hit like on a uh, end around or something like that where there's no way Ichi Nojo's keeping up with Ocho Cinco. That's, that, <laughs> Cornerback that's Chad, Chad, Chad. Ichi Nojo. <laughs> yeah, Ch- that's Chad on Chad crime that does not happen. I want to see Chad Ocho Cinco go straight into the blocking dummy that is Ichi Nojo and see who what like what happens. Okay. We talked about Brad's on Twitter all week because, uh, well, Brad Smith is back. Brad Brad Smith has made his way yeah. back to, to Seattle, which is awesome. Hey, look at we're talking about soccer. Um, but uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I want to see yeah. uh, Chad Ichinojo, Chad Ochocinco, yeah. Chad sure. Marshall, and uh-huh. how? Let's see, Chad Nuhu. <laughs> it's no, no, no. If you did those three, if you did the three, the three Chads, yeah, oh, it's perfect. It's election season too. It like totally works out. Oh, but if you did the th- hang. Oh, okay. And you call it all these guys hanging out together. You call it the hanging Chads. <laughs> Come on, man. Dude, it's perfect. And they all have head injuries. <laughs> this this year's fall lineup on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> following Brian and the Seaman in primetime. <laughs> and too many Brads. <laughs> too many Brads. It's the hanging chats. Followed by an awkward Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, we've, we've settled everything now. That's amazing. Why does our house always smell like fish paste? <laughs> On an all-new Hangin' Chads, Chad Itchy Nojo can't get enough Chonko Nabe. That could have fed my whole family. Chad Dad Marshall sounds more like Mad Dad Marshall. Uh-oh. What happens when a sumo wrestler, a retired NFL star who loves FIFA, and a Seattle dad just trying to make things happen get together under one roof? Hey, would you two keep it down? I'm trying to whoop some serious online ass right now. Find out this November on an all-new Hangin' Chads.
the season that continues to play, even though it feels like it never got started. It was made even more interesting when Seattle Sounders FC beat LAFC at home in front of nobody except for the piped-in crowd noise that went extra crazy for that matchup. Now, full disclosure, I did not watch the first half, and then I turned it on, and I was like, 2 nothing, huh? And I guess it was all because of PKs? Yeah, uh, full disclosure, I didn't watch the first half or the second half. <laughs> but I did watch the highlights, and yeah, two penalty kicks... <laughs> We are the worst podcast ever. <laughs> this that yeah, you wonder why we start with like a bunch of talk about sumo and cycling. <laughs> um, I don't wonder at all. Uh, uh, but you know, interesting stat comes from this. First of all, I did watch the highlights, and what a match! If you watch the uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz scored the third goal, and it is just beautiful all the way up. Jao Paulo um, is one of those guys who's starting to make himself a sounder. Like he he's he was originally just you know it's hard when you don't you're not in the stadium, you don't get to see him play in person. It's like it's like weird. It's almost some of these players don't necessarily feel like they've cemented themselves yet. He is like three assists in six matches. Um, he the the way that he's playing, the way he's linking up with Ladero and Rui Diaz is just he was like pointed at where Rui Diaz yeah. should run before he made the pass, and it went right to where he should have gone, and it went in. It was great. Uh, to that point, like watch literally that point. Watching Jao Paulo is like the opposite of an Ariaga. There's totally. Jao Paulo out there yelling and telling people like what to do and how to get it done, never waving his finger because he got it wrong or the ref got it wrong or whatever. He's out there commanding everything while you have a s- center back pairing that doesn't necessarily look resolute yet. I think that there's a corner to turn there, and I think that even Ariaga is about to come around because of somebody strong in front of him. Ariaga has someone behind him and in front of him that can turn around and yell at him well, and to keep him in place and to, to work him a little harder. The team is changing. This is what's so interesting. It, it, the team is changing around um, around these players because, like, yes, Ariaga made a ton of mistakes in the uh, MLS's crap cup, right? Like, he, he, he had a really hard time, made a lot of very glaring, obvious mistakes to the point where he got benched in favor of uh, Shane O'Neill. And Shane O'Neill played great, but what he doesn't bring is that, like, forward ball that Ariaga can play, right? Ariaga can defend, but his strength is being a ball-playing center back who can like link up with the teammates up in front of him. Now you have Jao Paulo, who is a cross between like a Nico Ladero and an Ozzy Alonso, who can link up back with that center back, but also still play with your with your number ten like Nico, which allows him to float around and do whatever Nico wants. And and like the team has to go through these patches of like. Ariaga waving his finger and getting red cards so they can figure out. But now, I mean, like, you're only just starting to see what Jao Paulo can do when he's playing around the players that he's supposed to be playing around, like the team that the Sounders built instead of trying to jimmy rig something every week because of an injury here and there. It, you make a good point about Ladero being freed up to do what Ladero does best instead of having to constantly be dropping back and worrying about shoring up the central defense as an extra body back there. Uh, Nico Ladero is so dangerous in the second half. Um, or the, you know the, the attacking half of the pitch that having someone like Jaapalo to shore things up next to Gustav Svensson, like that is the ideal pairing. I, I'm sure someone can think of one, but I don't follow MLS enough. But I can't think of another kind of tandem there that you'd want to have holding that down like that. And then, most importantly, it frees up the opportunity to do the thing that we say every damn week, which is pass the ball to Rui Diaz. A hundred percent. 
Really does. Not the fastest guy out there, but he's the flea. He's out bouncing around. If you have somebody dangerous in conjunction with Rui Diaz, you pass him the ball and he makes goals happen. That goal for to take it 3-0 off of his weak foot where he, I mean, he didn't stab that thing in. He swung it like some sort of like fair ride, like the, the sea dragon that goes back and forth. His like foot came yeah. through it like yes. that sea dragon was at its height coming through. Like it was incredible. Yeah, it it was um it's it's exactly what you're saying. Like we talk about all the time like when Rui Diaz drops back because he's trying to link up with Ladero who dropped back because he's trying to link yeah. up with the center backs. Like he's not fast enough or he's not Obafemi Martins where he can just dribble past players and make crazy turns and and make that kind of play. He's not that fast enough to do that. Jordan Morris can't do it all alone on himself by himself if he's the one that's that's running up there. So when you're able to just keep Rui Diaz hanging out up there, bouncing around like you said and like getting the ball in the box wherever he can he, he's not the guy you want taking six seven touches dribbling it into the into the penalty area he's the guy you want taking two three touches or maybe even one and just being able to bang it in uh, and and it's already happening. Like that's what you're starting to see in these last few matches. You add into that with Jordan Morris or somebody playing, really any of the guys that you can bomb down the sides, like even a Leardom or something like that. You you send guys flying a new who down the sides, and you can really pull apart defenses and leave Rui Diaz to do the most damage in the center. So if you come up the middle, you got Ladero feeding the ball. If you come up the sides, you got a Jordan Morris or, or a new who even feeding uh, the middle, and it makes Rui Diaz almost impossible to contain. If you can just get him that ball, it's incredible to watch and to watch um, him be so effective in such a short burst. Again, he had like he was averaging thirty-eight touches per yeah. goal or something like that yeah. last season. It's unbelievable. So it's, it was really on, exciting to watch. And on top of that, you've got Ladero, who just set an MLS record for consecutive uh, penalty kicks made uh, during the regular season. So he's fourteen out of fourteen penalty kicks that he's ever taken for the Sounders. That is a type of consistency that I don't think that I think is kind of underrated because I don't know why, but like I always think of the Sounders as not good at penalties. Um, and I, I don't know if it's just because I've seen them eliminated in the past in like penalty shootouts. We've also seen them win in the MLS Cup final against Toronto. But like I, I just always biggest get nervous. Boy. Maybe that's just like every do you say spoiler alert? <laughs> I said biggest boy. Okay. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Three years ago, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, it was like spoiler. <laughs> uh, but but like yeah, I, I just always get nervous, but and I don't know why because Ladero's fourteen for fourteen from the spot. And yes, like the goalkeeper got one on the on got a hand on the on the second one, but still, that's two for two in a single match. That's crazy. So that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the anarchist jurisdiction man of the match. <laughs> Your uh, American Columbia anar- anarchist jurisdiction man of the match is the Sounder center backs. Anarchist jurisdiction. Trump tried to include Vancouver. Anarchist jurisdiction. Trump tried to include Vancouver, but doesn't understand Canada. <laughs> Do any of us? Do I, give it? I I know I thought that the uh, Sounder center backs. First of all, this is uh, a shutout, which is great because mm. even though they trounced uh, San Jose, they still only won seven one because of a stupid penalty call. Uh, so yeah. awesome to see them get the shutout. But I thought if anybody would benefit most from an anarchist jurisdiction, it would be the chaos that is our center backs. It's <laughs> excellent. Well done. <laughs> I've dubbed uh, San Jose Earthquakes the West Coast Whipping Post because they are just getting whooped. 6-1 against Timbers the other day, 7-1 from Sounders, like uh, big results happening there in San Jose. It I just re- the smoke. I just read a statistic that in the month of September, they have scored five and given up 20 
goals. <laughs> oh my god! September's only three quarters of the way through. I know. <laughs> and wow. the, the Sounders. Uh, um, well, let, we should talk about this. The Sounders. Uh, rec- MLS just announced the rest of the schedule. We've only been been getting like four matches at a time for the Sounders. Okay, right? great. Um, I haven't seen this. So you haven't seen this, but the, uh, so MLSsoccer.com, uh, Major League Soccer Soccer.com. Uh, dot, <laughs> dot com dot com just released uh the, yeah, you actually write out d-o-t-c-o-m dot yeah com. dot com it's mls major league soccer soccer dot com dot com <laughs> <laughs> just uh they just released the rest of the uh so the the schedule for the sounders for the rest of the year we've been getting them in like four byte chunks and it's been like lafc la galaxy lafc portland uh or san jose to destroy them uh, so I'm curious. I, now that I've, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games um, from October 3rd through the 8th of November. W- who do you think the opponents are? Nine games? Nine games left. Okay, so starting with the next match, I know for sure, is Portland Timbers. Perfect. Nailed it. One okay, for so one. Okay, so one for one. And then it's probably LA Galaxy. Also... Real Salt Lake, and then there's going to be another matchup against Portland. We're going to do two against Vancouver, both at home, but one will be away. LAFC, and then, I don't even know how many I've guessed, and then back against, uh, no, you're shaking your head now. No, this is, you know what, your your guesses are 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 great but also this is like, this is nothing. I feel like we should just say what the actual schedule is because this is weird they don't play LA Galaxy at all <laughs> for the rest of the season. I'm like, I'm like, am I reading this? Am I reading this right? It's, it's. Uh, so obviously we've got at Portland, and then you've got uh, at home to Vancouver, at home to Real Salt Lake. You were killing it there at LAFC at the Baño de California Stadium. Um, <laughs> you've got versus Colorado Rapids. So at home. Uh, you've got on the road to San Jose. You've got at home to Portland. You've got away to Vancouver, which will probably be played at Portland, probably. <laughs> uh, you've got away to Colorado, and then you've got at home versus San Jose again. <laughs> West Coast Whipping Post coming back to Seattle. All right. Twice. We've have... got two more matches against them. It's insane. Okay. Well, I'm sad that I got it wrong right out of the gate against LA Galaxy. I was like, we haven't played them in a while. And they're on the West Coast, but I guess they have other. Isn't I guess that they're is just, weird. Are they just gonna uh, LA Galaxy just plays FC Dallas seven times and who knew a couple times or whatever? <laughs> we have other like, don't we have? There are other teams in the Western Conference. Like, I think Minnesota's <laughs> in the Western Conference. We haven't played them in a while. Uh, yeah, they're basically Canada. I, I think one of the Texas team Dallas is in the Western Conference. We don't play them. Like what? What is going on with the schedule? Yeah, weird. Okay, well, I guess they're just trying to keep it into small pods, like we're a bunch of orcas. That's great. Uh, we have another matchup. The one that I did get right for sure is uh, Portland Timbers FC Sounders FC at Fartland. It's a Wednesday night, seven p.m. ish at Providence Park. So they got the big win, like we said. Portland destroyed San Jose six one. Not as good as seven one. Good point. Um, Sebastian Blanco, that's a big blow. Yeah, um, Sebastian Blanco, his knee waved the Blanco flag, and he is out for the rest of the season. I would like to be, like it to be known that he's making a white flag joke that he surrenders, but also I do not appreciate. I do not condone a joke at the expense of somebody's injury. We make 
injury generator jokes all of the time. Okay, we Man. we a hundred percent condone joking at other people's expense. <laughs> I wish I'm I'm not even going to encourage the thing I was going to say because someone will figure out how to hack us and go through, and I, my whole life will be over. But um, I have made some poor injury generator jokes in the last forty or in the last four days. That, okay, uh, so what's the history between these two two teams look like, Brandon? It's been storied. Yeah, uh, it's it's obviously uh, a long, long history. It's I think everything, as we say, just gets thrown out of the w- out of the window with COVID. Like everything changes, right? Uh, yeah. The Sounders all time are twelve, nine, and six, so a winning record against the Timbers, um, and that's regular season because as soon as we start to include uh, postseason, things look less pretty for the Sounders. Um, but on the road, which the Sounders will be uh, this weekend, it will be they are four, six, and three, so a losing record actually. Uh, on the road against the Timbers. Um, however, Speaks to that home field advantage, man. Yeah, yeah. The Sounders right now, I mean, we're coming off of uh, the Timbers just uh, a couple weeks ago came to Seattle and beat Sounders 2-1. Uh, to one, And um, Kelvin Leardam uh, added a, a tally in his Golden Clog uh, total mm. there. Uh, wasn't enough to win. But the Sounders right now sit in first point or first place in the West uh, and the Timbers in fifth. So uh, that said only three points uh separate those two teams however uh first place sounders has a has a pretty good ring to it right now yeah it's good it's a it's a dangerous place to be because i don't like the i'd much rather be in the hunt at the end and people not believing in you being able to catch up and do something rather than having to hold on to it but again we just identified what that team looks like and it is bonkers yeah so it was the only defeat that we've had that we've seen the sounders have since the tournament i think right was here at home against Bartland, so and we're not talking be- about the same like roster even because I remember that that being a somewhat depleted roster. Um, the Sounders, I mean, as we were just talking about, Joe Paulo uh, looking like he's firing on all cylinders with uh, Lodero and Rui Diaz. You got Ariaga looking like he's not going to get a red card at any given moment, a little bit less than usual. Um, <laughs> like uh, shoutouts th- to your brother because the Brad Bradsmith jersey could be once again pretty useful. I don't know how long it'll take Mr. Bradsmith to get himself into match shape for Seattle, but that's another thread on the left side there that when you want to open a team up like that. <laughs> I saw I saw a uh, a really funny uh, uh, like somebody put together a mock roster for the Sounders and they said Brian Schmetzer is going to go trips left and have <laughs> uh, uh, just have Brad Brad Smith, Nuhu, and Joven Jones all playing the same position but have you ever like in a soccer practice or whatever you do the weave or you pass the ball and then you you go back and forth we're doing the fly and weave on the left (laughs) just with three extra people (laughs) yeah it'll be uh, three left backs all bombing down the side overlapping one another it's gonna be incredible finally all those childhood soccer practices are gonna pay off i think this is the this is the first time in a very long time i feel like that the sounders have actual depth uh in multiple positions like it's not a huge drop off every time uh they need to make a substitute like if, if if it's a close game going into the last uh you know 15 20 minutes of a match some of those yeah. substitutions that they can make are great um even just the way that they're able to re uh, organize the team on the pitch uh let alone like bringing in new players uh to the to the fold during a match like they're, they they've got Will Bruin on the bench who by the way uh congrats on a uh, second baby coming uh c- confirmation that we all know Will Bruin man <laughs> I was waiting for when that was going to come out. That's amazing. <laughs> so congrats on the sex. Uh, you got Will Bruin on the bench. You've got um, 
like Jovan Jones playing on that left wing right now, like looking like he's a born midfielder, a born winger for the Sounders. And you got Brad, Brad Smith, as we remember the left side link up play between him and uh, Jordan Morris and Victor Rodriguez last year. Uh, yeah. Jovan Jones looks like, like Victor Rodriguez and a half right now, the way that he's played the last couple games. So uh, Schmetzer's rolled out the same ro- the same uh, starting 11 in two matches in a row. Wouldn't be surprised if that's his first choice that he tries to roll out again um, over the next couple of matches. And we're seeing like incredible results. Sounders have scored 10 goals over two matches between uh, San Jose. Obviously it's San Jose. So you take that with a grain of salt, uh, but against San Jose and LAFC, uh, you got to think that they're like they're producing at this point. Does Nuhu lose the most out of all this? Is it is it his loss because you have two guys that can play that left side and have more experience? I, I I'm wondering because uh, the details of the contract with Brad Smith are coming out where it's 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 making Brad Smith a Seattle player for at least a few years. <clears throat> My guess is given Nuhu's age, being a younger guy, he's like 22, 23, something like that. Given his age. Uh, and given the way he's been playing and, and just getting better and better under Brian Schmetzer, um, I think that, uh, you know, we've heard rumors over past off seasons about Nuhu possibly moving uh, to Europe, moving to France, playing in the uh, second division uh, in France or, or somewhere else. I could see Nuhu possibly moving on and into uh, bigger and, and better things in, in Europe. So um, just because he's young enough to still make that move, Brad Smith sounds like he's still here for at least three years, uh, according to the contract. So yeah, I would say, knew who loses out but also the sounders are probably preparing for what could look like an eventual move for uh, uh i mean he's we've seen the growth of new who over the last couple of years it went from chaos uh uh bicycle kicks within his own six you know 18 yard box uh to uh, like smart plays good crosses great defense with an element of flair um, but Jimmy Traore had an element of flair, and he won a Champions League with uh, Liverpool. So he also scored an own goal while doing it. But like either way, um, like knew who could have that kind of aspiration on his mind. I I want nothing but the best for that guy. I hope that I wish he could stay, but I feel like it's not in the um, not in the cards. All right, in case you just woke up and found yourself in an anarchist jurisdiction. It's time for TLDL. Too long, didn't listen. Uh, I'm I'm going to start today, Brandon. Too long, didn't listen. What's your new favorite Thursday night comedy? <laughs> the Hanging Chads. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I I don't like follow, following Brooklyn Nine Nine. The Hanging Chad sounds like the the right. That just seems like good family TV. Too long, didn't listen. The uh, official language of American Columbia is <laughs> boozhoo, boozhoo, boozhoo. Who knew? <laughs> Someone's going to be so mad at me for that. Best of the rest. Bushu, bushu, bushu. <laughs> best of the West. <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. Yeah, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm going to have to go check MLSsoccer.com.com. 